Donations keep the reading room mostly stable in this dimension. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash history obscura. Hello, friends. Welcome back to History Obscura. I am your once and forever host, Mandy Gardner. It's a sunny but rather chill day here at the estate, which makes for some bored little Felis Domesticuses. Should I say Felis Domestici? Anyway, they are in need of entertainment, and as mine have already captured all the ghost mice in this new underground extension of ours, I've decided to tell them a fun story of preposterous humans and painted layers. Curl up by the fire with Dorian Gray, if you wish, while I have Alice fetch the kettle and a few little nibbles. Once upon a time, in early September of 1940, a teenaged Frenchman called Marcel Ravidat discovered something unusual while hiking along the Lascaux Hill near his hometown of Montignac. It happened when his dog, Robot, dropped suddenly from view, having fallen into a well-concealed hole. Unable to save his dog without help, Ravidat recruited three more young men to assist him. They entered the cave through a 15-meter-deep shaft that they believed might be a legendary secret passage to the nearby Lascaux Manor. It wasn't. You see, this story actually began about two million years ago, when an interesting hominid appeared on the scene in Western Africa. Relatively round-headed and clearly bipedal, these creatures earned their moniker, Homo erectus, from modern researchers. It took a few more million years of bumbling awkwardly on two legs for the Homo erectus to evolve into something evidently cleverer than we now know as the Homo habilis, given the handy and able way in which it created and used stone tools like choppers and flakes. After still more time, the handy Homo became even more intellectual, crafty, and skilled with its hands, until at some point about 200,000 years ago, it disappeared in favor of the Homo sapien sapiens. Literally, the wise human of the wise humans. Right now, the archaeological evidence suggests that we wise humans originally inhabited Africa, eventually emigrating to other parts of the world some 100,000 or even 50,000 years ago. Some of the earliest uncontested evidence of modern humans in Europe has been found in what we modern folk know as France. There, in the cave complexes of the southern part of the country, culture deepened and intensified. People formed communities among their cave dwellings, learned the rhythm of the seasons and the animals around them, and settled for the long term. What those French teenagers found that day in the autumn of 1940 was the Lascaux Cave, or in local vernacular, Le Grotte de Lascaux. A cave adorned with colorful hand paintings of animals, plants, and shapes put there by our very ancient ancestors some 20,000 years ago. 
Connected chambers featured more and more paintings, rendered in mineral pigments and iron oxide-infused soil called ochre. The paints seemed to have been applied to the rock faces using fingers or by blowing through a tube. Some of that vibrant ink, the same ink that has persisted for 10 or even 20,000 years for us to gawk at whenever we have the chance, contains blood and other interesting clues as to the lives of those long-gone humans. There are dots and dashes and other repeated symbols in the Lascaux and other Stone Age cave murals that have recently been suggested to be a type of calendar tracking the fertility and migration cycles of herds of prey animals. There are some 6,000 figures discovered at the inner walls of the Lascaux cave complex with about 900 of those being animals. A stroll through the cave complex reveals stags, cattle, bison, horses, birds, and a species of extinct black bulls called oryx. All of these dominate the so-called Hall of Bulls, and if you look closely, you'll even see a single bear and rhinoceros. A low hall has been dubbed the Chamber of Felines, as it features engravings of lions and other cat-like creatures. Another prehistoric French cave dwelling, known as the Grotte de Gargas, also contains some ancient representations of animals, but it is more well known for its collection of painted human hands. At first glance, it's an almost heartwarming scene, like a photograph of an ancient social gathering or family portrait. When you look more closely, however, you'll notice something a bit perplexing. You see, many of those self-portrait hands are short of full set of fingers. Many of those long deceased digits are just nubs or completely missing. In fact, the Grotte de Gargas contains 231 hand images, 114 of which don't have five fingers. The Cosker Cave, also in France, depicts 49 hands, 28 of which are lacking fingers. A smaller number of similar images have been discovered at three other sites in France, while more have been found in Spain and worldwide. It's a prevalent enough factor that a team of researchers decided to do some digging literally and metaphorically, to look into why these and many other hand paintings from the Upper Paleolithic Era appear to have missing fingers. Could it be frostbite? Certainly that can explain the loss of many extremities, but other Stone Age sites with paintings and bodies don't match the same high rate of de-digitation, regardless of their communities having faced similar sub-zero temperatures. Similarly, communities in warmer climates show the same predilection for fewer fingers. Baffled, the research team turned to ethnographies recorded throughout the world for various people of the past and present looking for clues. And it turns out people have been cutting off their own fingers for cultural and religious reasons for a potentially very, very long time. And some still are. Some indigenous groups in Canada, for example, would cut off a finger joint as a sign of mourning at the death of a loved one. 
For example, one Sister Thomas of Canterbury wrote to her family in eastern Canada from Fort Vermilion in Alberta on the 15th of February 1910 to say, Besides about 60 children living with us, we now have three poor women who have no other home. The eldest of them is about 50. She belongs to the Beaver tribe. When she was a pagan, she cut her fingers to the first joint at the death of each child. She lost seven children. You should see the hands of this poor grandmother. In addition, the Dugum Dani people of New Guinea sacrifice the fingers of young girls when family members die. The ghosts of dead warriors are thought to terrorize the town if they aren't given a sufficient number of little girl fingers. Ghost kings are especially bad news, so in the past, every girl in the tribe contributed a finger when the king died. Some older Danny women have only their thumbs remaining. Many believe these fingerless cave paintings to be the remnants of religious rituals. They may have helped members of families and communities bond through a shared physical trauma. Certainly, there can be no question about the shared cutting up and consumption of the animals depicted on these same cave walls, including that of the Lascaux, which was officially opened to the public on the 14th of July, 1948. By 1955, however, carbon dioxide, heat, humidity, and other contaminants produced by 1,200 visitors a day had visibly damaged the paintings. As air condition deteriorated, Fungi and lichen increasingly infested the walls, and consequently, this marvelous cave was closed to the public in 1963. Good night.